Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. If you got a Bible, can you grab your Bible and go to the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 22. Mark, chapter 11, verse 22. If you got a Bible, go grab your Bible. If you got an a, a, a iPhone, can you just hold your iPhone up? If you have a, 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 a tablet, can you just put your, your iPad up? Uh, if you have an Android, praise God, there's an exit that way, that way. We just, we just want to make sure that you know... I heard this was an apostolic ministry. Praise God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we have the victory. Father, 
one for the Son. Let's do one for the Holy Ghost. Find a neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, I don't know why you got up. I don't know why you came to church, but I came to lift my hands. I came to tear the club up. I came to open up my mouth. I came to run around the church. I came to do a car wheel. I came to cry. I got out of bed this morning because I need God to do something in my life. Somebody open up your mouth and say, yes, 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 how sharp in this place. All right, grab a Bible. We're going to go to the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. I'm going to read from the NLT. I got the NLT with me. You may have the KJV, the MSG, the NIV, whatever you got. I'm going to read from the NLT. It says, then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. For I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, you can say to this mountain, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up, thrown into the sea, and it will happen. It will happen. But you must really believe it. You must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. The title of my message today is This Mountain Must Move. This mountain must move. Do me a favor. Push the person in front of you. Say, this mountain must move. Push the person in front of you and say, this mountain must move. Now look at the person who pushed you. Say, touch me again. And this hand will move. God, I pray that you'd open up our eyes and our ears that we may receive a word from you that would change our lives forevermore. Hide me behind your cross. Let your voice be louder than mine. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say. Everybody say. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, there's a show on television uh, that I used to watch, and uh, it was a show called The Voice. Anybody remember The Voice? And uh, there was a certain part of the voice that I loved in particular, and the part was called Blind Auditions. Y'all remember Blind Auditions? Blind Auditions is when the judges would have their back turned from the stage, and the singer would walk up and begin to sing, and the judges could not see their face or what they looked like. They could only respond to the sound of the person's voice. Well, why did they do that? They did that because they didn't want to judge the singer by the way they looked. They only wanted to judge the singer by the sound of their voice. And so I loved it because anytime a singer walked up on the stage, you could see the judge's reaction. And no matter how hard they tried, they would always try to identify what the person looked like that was connected to the voice. And so here comes some person on stage and you would just hear... Judges are like, okay, Caucasian woman. Uh, 
Okay, she's definitely blonde here. I think she's tall. I think she's tall. And then before you know it, they just got to turn around. I got to see what the person looks like. And when they turn around, it's a big black ball dude. Like, and they're like, oh my God. I can't believe that that voice come out of that body. Pastor, why do you bring that up? Because I believe heaven is the same way. Heaven responds to the sound of your voice. Heaven is not distracted by how your height is. Heaven is not distracted by your gender or your race. Heaven is not distracted. Heaven is responding this morning to the sound of your voice. When you spent the first 20 minutes in this room praising God and worshiping God, God was not looking at your hairdo. God was not looking at your makeup. God was not looking at what you had on. The Holy Spirit was tuned into the sound sound of your voice. When you said hallelujah, heaven responded. When you said thank you, Jesus, heaven responded. When you opened up your mouth, the Lord showed up in this room because he inhabits the praises. That is what came out of your mouth. It is your words. It is what you speak. It is your voice that God is responding to. Pastor, you just can't throw stuff out there like that. You got to back, back, back that up with some scripture. Let me get you. It's Psalm 34 verse 15. It says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. That right there is a shout verse. That's an amen verse. That's a slap your neighbor upside the head verse. Why? Because it says that God's ear are attentive to the cry of his people. Now, why does that matter? Because if you're like me, I'm a middle child. Where's all my middle child? All the middle children. If you are a middle child, you know that you ain't the oldest, so you ain't the leader, and you're not as cute as the youngest. You just this awkward middle person. And sometimes times when you are in the middle, it makes you feel unheard, unseen, and like nobody notices you. But I got a scripture in the Bible that God says, I hear the cry of my people. Let me preach to some people this morning who feel voiceless. You feel like nobody hears you. You feel like you live in a culture and a society. People see you, but you feel ignored. People hear you, but they don't know what you're saying. I came to preach to you and tell you that God is the sound of your voice. Maybe you've been praying and people don't even know how hard you've been praying because they don't know the hell you live in at home. But God sent me to tell you that he's been hearing the sound of your voice. Many of you, you have a moment with God in your car. Your kids don't know about it. Your spouse don't know about it. It'd be you and God and you just be talking away and you feel like, does God even hear what I say? I came to encourage you to tell you that God hears the sound of your voice. When you speak, heaven hears. When you speak, heaven listens. And I've got to get you to understand this because it has a lot to do with mountains. Pastor, Jesus said in Mark 11 that you can say to a mountain. Well, first of all, what is a mountain? A mountain is an immovable object. It is something that is bigger than what you can handle in the natural. It is something that you cannot lift by yourself. It is something that you need supernatural and divine power in order to take care of. And might I suggest that all of us in this room got some mountains in our lives. You got, okay, there are certain things called just normal problems. 
right? So, so when you woke up this morning and you bumped your toe against the bed, that was just a pro- that was just a normal problem. The devil didn't have nothing to do with that. Okay, when you show up to work late and they and they fire you, <laughs> that is not spiritual warfare. That is, that ain't nothing but a natural consequence because you show up late every single time. Okay, but then there's something called a mountain. It is where this is spiritual opposition that is strategically positioned to keep me out of my purpose and from obtaining the promise God has over my life. And what I have discovered is that most believers have mountains in your way. Depression is a mountain. For some of you, anxiety is a mountain. Some of you are single and sick of it. Now, there's some people who are single and satisfied. We pray for you. God bless you. But there's some of us say, God, if I go another year single, I'm going I'm to hurt somebody. I'm going to choke somebody. God, if you don't come do something. And what you don't realize is that's a mountain. It is something that the enemy has put in your way to keep you from destiny. For some of you, you are trying your best to get in school and you can't not realize it. It is a spiritual mountain because the enemy knows that when you go to school, you're not just getting a diploma, you're breaking a generational curse. For some of you, what's happening in your marriage is a mountain because the enemy wants a generational cycle of divorce to continue throughout your family. And so what he's put is a mountain in your way. Some of what's happening between you and your kids is a mountain. Some of what's happening in your mental health is a mountain. And Jesus is saying that some mountains you don't have to climb. Some mountains you can't just climb over. Some mountains you gotta say to this mountain, be removed and get out of my way. Which means what? Mountains are voice activated. And your mountain will not move until you speak to it. Now you can keep looking at it. You can keep dancing around it. You can keep shouting around it. But until you say to a mountain, get out of this house, it's not leaving. And many of us in the church, what we want is the pastor to talk to our mountains. We want to get a leader to talk to our mountains. But mountains don't move because of my voice. Your mountain moves because of your voice. Which means you got to look at poverty. You got to speak to that mountain. (laughs) Okay, it's 2023. Here's what I'm saying ultimately. I'm saying that what you say matters. And ultimately what you say will be determined how many mountains you're going to move out your life. And if you see a mountain in your life, it is because you have not said the things that you need to say it's 2023. So I got to break this down for real, for real. God responds to your prayers. Everybody understand that? God responds to your prayers. I got to say this because it's 2023. I got some seasoned saints in here and they just like, Pastor, what you about to say may be over my head, but y'all just hang with me. I I know where I'm going. It's 2023, so I got to say this. God responds to your prayers, not your post. You cannot post your way into blessing. And what I find is that I meet some of the most motivational people on Instagram. But when I meet them in person, they're most, the most depressed person I've ever seen in my life. Because you are trying to meme your way into a miracle and miracles don't come from a meme, it comes from your mouth. And you want to meme your way into a mountain moving, but mountains don't respond to a meme. A mountain responds to your voice. And you can keep texting and tweeting in and saying all this stuff, but at some point you got to open your own mouth and tell a mountain, be that removed. 
You can't just repost memes and think that you're going to get a blessing in your life. Because you cannot, you cannot. It's, it's interesting. I say this because we're in a generation where we believe emojis are the way you communicate. And so I've had people that I'm pastoring who've been in a relationship with somebody for six months and they only talk through text. And then when they got together, they realized we don't have nothing in common. We don't know how to speak because we've been sending so many LOLs. <laughs> you do know when you say LOL, the person's not actually laughing. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. What I'm saying to you, SMH, that they didn't really shake their head. And so when we get in person, because what has happened is that the enemy has used technology to stop us from communicating and talking so that when a real mountain shows up in a real battle, the weapon that you have is your voice. But if I don't ever use my voice at any time in my life, if all I got to do is tweet it or repost it or reshare it or meme it, then it makes me feel like I got some power. But I came to tell you that the power is when you speak. Pastor, you're saying a whole bunch of stuff and I still ain't heard another scripture. All right, let me give you some more scripture. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. It says the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat his fruit. Now let me teach here for a second. The Hebrew word for power is yod, Y-A-D. The Hebrew word for power is yod, Y-A-D. Now many of us know power in Greek. In Greek the word power is dunamis. So we know dunamis because it means dynamite. But in Hebrew it's not dunamis, it's yod. What does yod mean? Yod means hand. So when it says the power of the tongue, it actually means the hand of the tongue, which means when you speak, the tongue begins to create what you say. When you speak, all right, my mother used to say to me, uh, be careful what you put on your plate because you're going to have to eat it. Anybody's mother was like mine, where whatever you put on your plate, she made you eat it. Anybody, and, you, and so what ends up happening is you put a bunch of stuff on your plate because you're hungry. But then when you sit down, you realize, I don't like half the stuff I put on my plate. And so you sitting there eating it and you want to get up, but your mother say, no, you got to sit right there because if you put it on your plate, you got to eat it. Well, life is the same way. For many of you, you don't like the way your life tastes. But what you don't realize is you're the one who cooked it. And you're upset because you spoke something onto the plate of your life. And now you got to eat what you spoke. And you're upset because my life don't taste good, not realizing it's because you put bad ingredients on the plate in your life. Okay, hear me, hear me. I, I know you don't want to, you're not going to agree and I hope we cool after this. But maybe your marriage is horrible because the way you talk about it is horrible. Maybe, maybe your house feels horrific and depressed because of what you say. Maybe, I, I get people all the time who say, yeah, see, see, when something bad happens to them, they'll say, see, I knew that was going to happen. What they think is that they prophesied. They didn't prophesy, they manifested it. Because of what you said. All right, let's do it real quick. I got people looking at me saying, Pastor, I, I, I feel you, but I don't really feel you. All right, let, let's prove it right here. I want you to look at one person. Just find somebody who's sitting next to you. Just look at them. We're going to do something together. Just look at them. Just look at them. Just look at them. Just look at them. Say, hey, how you doing? If you don't know their name, get their name. Introduce yourself. All right, are you looking them in the eye? I want you to repeat what I say to you. Look them in the eye. 
and just say, you look like you're losing weight. My God, just, you look skinnier than you did last week. Go ahead, tell them. No, for real, tell them, like, you look skinnier than you did last week. Jesus, you are so thin. My God, just, my Lord, my Lord. All right, turn to somebody else. Find somebody else. Look him in the eye. Turn to somebody. Look him in the eye. Look him in the eye. Just repeat what I say. Look him in the eye. Look him in the eye. Don't be scared. Look him in the eye. And say, you look bigger than you ever looked in your life. You just, my God, just, are you gaining weight by the second? What happened? You felt it. You can take a person that got a Big Mac in one hand, french fries in the other, and say, are you losing weight? And they say, oh my God, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> now that I think about it, you know what I'm saying? I am drinking a Diet Coke, praise God. At the same time, you can take a person that's eating lettuce and carrots and say, you look bigger than you've ever been. And they'll start hiding themselves. Why? Because the hand of the tongue created a reaction and a response. And what I'm trying to get you to see is that your life is a mirror and a picture of some of the things that you have said over your life. And maybe you are walking in a curse because you spoke a curse. And maybe you're walking in depression because you talk depression. All the music you listen to is depression. Many of you are speaking lyrics over your life because you love the melody, but the words are cursing your own life. And God is saying, you got to stop repeating that stuff. You got to turn that music off. You got to put on something. You got to change what you hear so you can change what you say because if I can change your words I can change your world and you cannot move a mountain if you don't open up your mouth and speak to that mountain I experienced this as a youth pastor as a youth pastor I just had a video uh, that went viral uh, because of this story that I told about this young man in my group named Tyler is there anybody here you were ever a youth pastor or a youth worker or you were part of a youth group at some point in your life just raise your hand if that was you okay all right all right I'm gonna say something that youth pastors would love to say but that they can't say and that is this every youth pastor has at least one youth in their youth group that they hope never come back to church. It's real. I'm just telling you the real deal. I ain't a youth pastor no more, so I can say it finally. Praise God. Every youth pastor, I had a youth, I was a youth pastor for six years. And as a youth pastor, I had this dude in my youth group named Tyler. And Tyler was probably the most disruptive youth. You can find. Tyler would show up every week late. It's funny because all the good kids are inconsistent. But all the kids that got behavior problems show up every week. We be sitting there and we be singing, you know, take me to that place, Lord, to that sea. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your... And Tyler be looking at the girls like, wrap me in your arms. I said, hey, 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 Tyler, stop. He's talking to God. <laughs> Tyler would, I'd be preaching, and Tyler would be talking and answering the phone and just texting people and talking louder than me. and just It was just disruptive. And so we had this thing that we did called Midnight Madness where we invited all these youth from around the city and uh, the police department was going to be there and we were going to do this all-nighter and I was scared that Tyler was going to embarrass him. 
So what I did was I made Tyler the, a junior counselor for the day. I took a walkie-talkie and I said, Tyler, come here. I said, today you are a junior counselor. And he was like, for real? I said, yes, Tyler, I'm giving you this walkie. And anytime I say anything to you on a walkie, you just respond. He said, oh, oh, wow. Are you serious? Yeah, let's go. Ah. I said, Tyler, whatever's happening. I said, Tyler, go in the bathroom. Tell me if there's still some tissue in there. Tyler, run into the bathroom. He said, PB, PB, there's tissue still in the bathroom. I said, good job, good job, good job, Tyler. At one point I told Tyler, I said, run outside. Tell me if the moon is still there. Tyler ran outside. He said, PB, PB, it's a full moon. PB, it's a full moon. It's still here. That night, Tyler heard the gospel, gave his life to Christ, and got saved. The next week, when Tyler came back, he came back with more Tylers. And the week after that, he came back with more Tylers. Because what I did not know was Tyler was one of the most popular kids in the biggest high school in our city. And when he got saved, he evangelized that high school. He took that small youth group and blew the youth group up. Why? Because the thing that I was getting ready to curse, the thing that I was getting ready to say was a problem in my life was actually something God was getting ready to use to elevate me to the next level. And I got to get you to stop cursing your kids and stop cursing that job. You have no idea what God wants to do through you in that job but as long as you curse it you will never experience the promise and the blessing of the life that you have right now I gotta stir you up to get some mountains out your way to get some victory words out your mouth so you can start to speak prosperity and not curses over your life I am telling you that you have the power your voice has some power here is the truth. When God wants to change your destiny, he would change your name. He would change your name to change your confession. He'd take you from Abraham, Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah, Jacob to Israel, Simon to Peter. Why does God change your language? He changed your language because every new level requires a new language. This is cute, when you're just a little bitty baby, but when you are a 30 year old man and you're saying, this language all of a sudden sounds sickening. Why? Because your level changed, but your language didn't. And there are many believers. When you talk to God, you are still saying, Goo Goo, I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know if it's going to happen for me. I don't know. And God is saying, what happened to you? You are not a baby anymore. Where's your strength? Where, who's going to rise up and say, we will win? Who's going to rise up and say, we will stay married? We're going to stay together. Divorce ain't coming up in this house. My children will be blessed. I need somebody in the building to say, no, I got too much anointing to let depression mess with my kids and let suicidal 
carnal thoughts into their mind. I dare the enemy to touch one of my children. I declare in the name of Jesus that I'm going to speak life because I got mountains I got to move. I had this situation with my son one time where my son, he was, uh, uh, we were all leaving the house and everybody was late. And I did one of the father things where I just got annoyed because we were late. So I over, hey, 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 hey. I don't know why we just barked. Just, hey, hey, everybody outside. Now, let's go. Huh? My wife, she came running downstairs and she got into the car. My daughter, she came running downstairs and she went and got into the car. When my son came downstairs, he was like, daddy, daddy, daddy. I said, son, what's wrong with you? You okay? He said, I, I thought you was going to leave me. I was so annoyed. I got on my knees. I said, little boy, you are literally four years old. That means 365 times four. That's how many times I wake you up in the morning and put your butt in the car. When is is the last time you ever seen me and your mother get in the car and leave this house without you? If you don't stop crying and get your butt in the car so that we can leave. Now, you think that's a story about my son, but it's really a story about you because you go to God like, I thought you was going to leave me. And God gets on his knees and say, when is the last time you ever seen me leave you? When is the last time I left you by yourself? When is the last time you had to walk alone? If you don't stand up on your feet, wipe those eyes and remember who I am. I'm El Shaddai, Elohim, Adonai. I'm the Yahweh. I am your way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Can we take a 30 second praise break and say, God, I praise you. Forgive me for forgetting who you are. Forgive me for forgetting what you can. I let this problem punk me, but today I rise up and remember the God that I serve. You and God been through too much for you to be crying and complaining. Stop acting like this is the the, the first battle you've ever been through. Stop acting like this is the first fight. For some of you, you are gray and bald. You have seen God. Do, he was with you in the 60s, with you in the 70s, with you in the And you think that God's going to leave you in 2023? God said, I'm with you always. You have let one breakup make you think God's not big enough. You done let one person, one client done walked out from the business and now you all messed up. No, no, no. No, you got to get some in your heart. You got to go back. You got to say no. He is the God of yesterday, today, and forever. Is there anybody that got history with God? Is, is there anybody that God ever had to put food on your table, clothes on your back, put you in your right mind? Alright, okay. We got to have testimony service real quick. Has God ever healed you when you thought you were sick and you didn't know how you was going to make it? Has God ever provided for you when you didn't know how you was going to pay this bill and then God made a way out of no way? Is anybody in the room can testify? They was getting ready to take your car and your house but somehow God came through. Can I get somebody in this place to just put your hands together and remember your God? Remember that he, he moved mountains out of your way before. When you look at Genesis 1 and the creation story, what we see is it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. What do we see in the creation story? What did God see? Bible says God saw darkness. But what did he say? He said light. Which means you can't speak what you see. You got to speak what you want to see. You got to see poverty and say, well, Psalm 128 says, blessing and prosperity shall be mine. You got to see sickness and say, healed. Because by his stripes, I am healed. You got to speak. See, many people speak about their mountains. But you can't just speak about your mountain. You got to speak to it. You got to talk to cancer. You got to talk to the house. You got to go into the room of your house with some oil. And you got to say, house, now it's been all dark up in here. It just, you done seen all kind of chaos. But today, I plead the blood of Jesus over this house. And I declare peace over this house and peace over this neighbor. You got to talk to it. Anybody ever had a hoopty and you had to talk to your hoopty and get your hoopty to turn on? Anybody ever said, in the name of Jesus, start. Here's my last point. I'll leave you with this. You have got to speak to your mountains. Ah, Pastor, that don't make sense. Why would I speak to an object? I'm so glad you said that. Let's land a plane here. Let's go to Matthew chapter 8, verse 26. Jesus is on a boat. When he's on a boat, the Bible says that there's a storm hits the boat. The disciples wake Jesus up. When he wakes Jesus up, here's the words that Jesus says. He says, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up, and what did he do? He rebuked the winds, and he rebuked the waves. And it was completely calm. Okay, nobody shouted, nobody ran, nobody said hallelujah. Let me say it again. It says he spoke to the wind, and the waves, and it was completely calm. Okay, let me say it again. No, it's important because sometimes we read the Bible so much that we overlook stuff that is really abnormal. It says he spoke to the wind and the wave, and then it was completely calm. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Does wind have ears? Does wave have ears? When's the last time you talked to a tree? Because you just told me, hey, pastor, talking to an object don't make sense. Well, we have times in scripture where Jesus talked to a fig tree, fig tree heard him. Jesus talks to wind and waves and the wind and waves responded. I believe this. I believe that the winds and the wave heard his voice. And the reason why I believe they heard his voice is because of Genesis 1. What do we see in Genesis 1? In Genesis 1, God speaks the earth into existence. So when we get to Matthew 8, when Jesus says, hey, wind, waves, stop. I believe that the wind and waves say, I don't know a lot of things, but I know that voice. Because I'm only here because I heard that voice. That voice is the voice that spoke me into existence. So when I hear that voice, the voice has authority. 
to make me stop. This is why Jesus says, when you speak to a mountain, say in the name of, he says, use my name when you speak because the earth hears my name. All right, let me give you an example of this. You guys can play. Here, here, here. I got an older brother named Will. And there would be times when my mother would tell my older brother, she would say, hey, he'd be outside playing. And she'd say, go outside and tell your brother he got to get in the house. And so I go outside. I go see my brother. And I say, Will, get in the house. Let's go. My brother say, man, get out of here. I ain't listening to you. I ain't thinking. I ain't go. So I go in the house. And I say, Ma, he ain't coming. She said, go out there and you tell him, get in the house now. So I go outside and I go there, Will, get in the house now. My brother would kick me in front of his friends. He'd be like, man, get out of here. Ain't nobody thinking about you. Push me and everything. And so I go in the house kind of crying like, I go, Ma, he's still not coming. And then my mother would say, go back outside. But this time, tell him that I said, Get his butt in the house right now or I'm coming outside. Well, this time when I go outside, I got a whole different swag as I go outside. Now I'm kind of fired up. Now I'm ready. I'm like, oh, Will, oh, Willie, 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 Will, Will. Ma said, get your butt in the house now or she's coming outside. All of a sudden, my brother starts packing his stuff up, grabs his stuff, says bye to his friends and runs into the house. What happened? The first time I went out, I went in my name. But the last time I went out, I went in a higher authority's name. And I came to tell you that some of the stuff you've been talking to, it ain't moved because you've been talking in your name. But this time, say in the name of Jesus, poverty out of my house. In the name of Jesus, divorce, you can't have this marriage. In the name of Jesus, suicide, you don't belong here. In the name of Jesus, no more college dropouts. No more high school dropouts. In the name of Jesus, every curse is broken because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me shall be condemned. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. A thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it's not coming near me because goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. As I dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Yea, for I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Good God, I feel the Holy Spirit. I fear no evil. Why? Because I got God. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. I will say of the Lord, he is my fortress, my God, and who can I trust? Pastor, what are you doing? I'm showing you how to use Jesus' name to get a mountain out of your life. Can I get somebody in this place to open up your mouth and say, God, I declare every mountain in my way. You got to get out of my way. You got to get out of my way. You got to get out of my way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what mountain you're facing, but I declare that mountain got to move. I'm healed in 
Jesus' name. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. God, if God be for me, if God be for me, if God be for me, if God wants me on that job, if God wants me in that house, if God wants me in this city, if God said I'm going to live, then who can be against me? Somebody open up your mouth in this place. Shout to your mountain. Shout to your mountain. Shout to your mountain. I will win. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Cause you move mountains. You cause walls to fall. And with your power, you perform me because there is nothing. Come on, if you know it, come on, sing it out. That's it. Hey, and we're standing here only because I said you move. your power you perform miracle I said there is nothing that's impossible oh and we're standing only because Because I said you move mountains you move mountains you cause the walls to fall with your Holy Ghost power here in the room, you're new to church, and you say, Pastor, why is it in church they always make people shout? 
Why we always got to scream and shout and say something? It is because there are things communicated within a shout that your words don't have the ability to articulate. And here's what a shout does. When the children of Israel was going to take Jericho, he had a march around the wall. And then he said, shout when the trumpet blows and the walls will fall down. Now, pastor, that don't make sense. What will make more sense is the wall falls down first and then you shout. But God said, no, we don't wait till the battle's over. You're waiting for a wall to fall down and then you're going to shout. But what shouting does is it says by faith, I believe in God. And as you shout, a wall falls. So when I'm saying shout, it's not because I'm trying to be churchy. It is because spiritually you are saying, God, I believe. God, I've got victory. God, I won. But wait, you don't have it yet. It ain't happened yet. It ain't done yet. If I believe it, it's going to happen. If God says it's done, I don't got to see it yet. All I got to do is say what he said. So on the count of three, release a shout. One, two, three. Somebody shout. Somebody shout. Somebody shout. Don't wait till the battle is over. Don't wait till the battle's over. When you can shout now. 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 You can shout it There's a wall that's falling down. There's a wall that's falling down. There's a wall that's falling down. Yeah, there's a wall that's falling down. Every time you shout, there's a wall that's falling down. Every time you shout, there's a wall that's falling down. Every time you shout, there's a wall that's falling down. Every time you shout, there's a wall that's falling down. So we shout now. So we shout now. So we shout now. Shout now. Shout now. Shout now. There's a mountain that's gotta move. So we shout now. So we shout now. We don't wait. We don't wait. We don't wait. Tell the battle's over. Tell the battle's over. Tell the battle's over. You're moving a mountain. I see many of you pushing mountains by yourself. I see many of you struggling and you've been wanting to give up and you've been wanting to throw in the towel because you've been trying to move this thing with your effort, with your looks, with your degree, with your bank account, with your mind and your thoughts. But God says, I'm giving you a new strategy. You're getting ready to speak to every mountain and I'm getting ready to move that mountain. Move that mountain out of my way. Move that mountain out of my way. Move that mountain out of my way. Move and move that mountain out of my way. That mountain's gotta move. That mountain's gotta move. Somebody say move. Move that mountain. Move that mountain. Move that mountain. Depression right now. Move that mountain. Anxiety right now. Move that mountain. Poverty. Cancer. Diabetes. You gotta move. You gotta move. You gotta. You gotta move. You gotta move. You gotta. You gotta. 
you so much for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.